Greetings, this is J.R. Dickey. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. And by the way, don't forget our website, graceandtruth.net. I hope you're having a great day, but if not, hang with me. It's about to get better. Okay, today we're going to have a short talk on focus. Let's get going. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brothers, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. It's Philippians 3. We'd so much like to think that the older we get in the Lord, the saintlier we get. In fact, whole denominations are built on this notion. Of course, there is some validity to this, but there's also a tension, if you would, with it as well. For the more mature we become in Christ, the more taintlier we realize we are in comparison to our dear Savior. Now, some would characterize Paul as an ever-gung-ho, you-can't-hold-me-back kind of guy. Maybe so. But what he's asserting in this passage has much less to do with spiritual accomplishment and much more to do with facing the balance of your life when you know that much water is passed under the bridge, so to speak. It is an attitude necessary for finishing well. Now, perhaps you've accomplished much. Perhaps you've suffered much. Perhaps you've failed greatly and repeatedly. Perhaps there's reason to be proud or thankful, or perhaps there are woeful regrets. Paul had them all. Perhaps you do as well. Towards the end of his life, he could justly boast of his sufferings for Christ as in 2 Corinthians 11, and yet he came to esteem himself as the chief of sinners. You can check out 1 Timothy 1.15 on that. Focusing on the past, we swing from castigation to congratulation, back and forth. Both are balls and chains to the spirit-filled believer. And of course, Satan knows this, so he endeavors to fix our attention there. But how will you finish? With a sigh or a shout? With a limp or a leap? Paul said, I press on which is a symbolic use of words. You see, the Greek word he used here is most generally translated as persecute. What he was alluding to was that the same fervor he had in persecuting or chasing down the believers before his conversion characterized his chasing down of Christ afterwards. Paul also said, I lay hold, which means to take possession of. Hmm. Possession of what? The promises of God in Christ. Paul was as fed up as you and I are with the failures of the flesh, but there is one way to deal with them, one thing to do, quote, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. The Greek is more emphatic, quote, truly unforgetting. And, quote, reaching forward to those things which are ahead, a picture of a racer stretching forward to break the tape. 
It's been a long race, and yet the end is near. So the racer stretches forward knowing the final effort is worth it. For Paul, this wasn't a spiritual midlife crisis, but a resolute determination to consider the past as hidden in Christ and to face each step in the road ahead with faith and a grand anticipation. Ray Pritchard gives us this story to think about. Quote, Together, a father and son hiked through the mountains of Washington, Oregon, and California. For many days, they were alone on the trail, often camping above the 10,000-foot level. They faced every sort of discouragement. Lack of food and water, danger from wild animals, danger from robbers they might meet, days of rain and mud, incredible physical exhaustion. The very real possibility of physical injury, not to speak of loneliness, blisters, mosquitoes, and the extremes of heat and cold. Before leaving on the trip, the father discovered that over 90% of those who set out to hike more than 500 miles never make it. 50% never get started. 40% quit after they start. Only 10% ever finish a long-distance hike. Now, after studying the 10% who succeed, he came to certain conclusions. Some of it involved strenuous training and meticulous logistical preparation. But there was something else involved. He discovered that those who succeeded versus those who failed understood that the biggest block was mental. They knew that their real enemy lay within, not without. Those who succeeded made two important decisions. First, they decided they would finish the trip no matter what. And second, they expected bad things to happen and decided they would not be surprised or dismayed. So, when the rains turned the trail into a quagmire, they didn't quit because they weren't surprised. When black clouds of mosquitoes descended like some Old Testament plague, they didn't quit because they weren't surprised. When they faced days of loneliness and nights of hunger, they didn't quit because they knew it would be like this. In essence, the successful backpackers adopted a certain mindset. They knew that the key was simply putting one foot in front of the other. You take a step and hit the mud. You take another step and see a bear. You take another step and your legs begin to cramp. You take another step and the crazy people come out of the woods. It doesn't matter. You aren't surprised because you knew the crazy people would show up sooner or later. So you just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And eventually your journey is finished. Hebrews 12 says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. It is so worth it to finish well. Like Paul, let's do this one thing. Forget the past. Look with faith to the future. Follow Jesus. All the promises of God are yes and amen in him. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to his glorious body, 
according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Philippians 3, 15, 20, and 21. Now may the Lord grant you peace in the midst of any storm and faith to trust him. Look for our next podcast and may you realize more of his grace today.